Welcome to the Young Moguls Podcast. Let's get it. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Young Moguls Podcast, where we keep it real, relatable, and super motivational. It's your girl, Reagan. And it's your boy, Real MJ Hill. And today, y'all, we have a special guest. We have Mike Moss, one of my mentors. He's a motivational speaker. And he's doing so much just to impact and help people. Like, I watch his videos almost every day. He's always pouring into others. And that's why I really wanted to bring him on so he can pour into y'all. So, just to get it started off, um, Mr. Mike, like if we were to ask you who is Mike Moss, you know, what would you say? I am an individual who is making being imperfect popular. I I love yeah. the fact that my pain has been used for my purpose. And I I love the fact that I came to the realization that everyone's pain can be used to do the same. <clears throat> Straight to it. Straight to it. That's perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, that's beautiful. Can you expound a little bit more on that, like your message and what you encourage people to do? Okay. So number one, I just talked about making uh, being imperfect popular. Um, mm -hmm. Growing up, I realized that a lot of times people are ashamed of who they are, what they've done, or what they've gone through simply because everyone else's closet hasn't been exposed. But what mm -hmm. I've realized through my life and through my own struggle is that Struggle and discomfort, aka pain, is the one thing that we as humanity have in common. That's the one thing. I don't care about your race, your sexuality, your age, your your um your religious beliefs. Um, I don't care about how much money you make, your walk of life, anything in the world. Pain is the one thing we all got to go through. Everybody in life going through going through their own walk has to experience some type of discomfort at some point. That's the one thing we can all relate to. And I also believe that everybody in life has a purpose. Everybody's called and put on this earth for a specific reason. And I believe that if we take the one thing that we cannot avoid, which is pain, to get to the one thing that we're ultimately trying to fulfill or discover, which is purpose, you will understand just how uh, immovable you will become when you hold on to that, that solid belief of, I'm not afraid of this discomfort. I also believe a lot right. of people don't get to the purpose that they call from because they're so afraid of feeling that pain, which is inevitable, is going to happen anyway. They are right. so afraid of feeling that, that they try to avoid it so much. And I've learned from growing up and having a couple fights or two, that <laughs> getting punched and, and, and expecting it feels a lot different than getting hit yeah. and not expecting it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so I, I look at life kind of the same way. But that's, that's kind of my message with Pain for Purpose. And I don't care where we tailor, tailor it to. I don't care if I'm talking talk to a bunch of young men who feel like they can't fly and travel the world because they've made some mistakes in their life. I don't care if I'm talking to a, a group of older women who have been single, wanted to be married with kids by a certain age and they're wondering what's wrong with me. You, whatever discomfort that you're feeling can be used for your purpose, no matter what it is. Right. And how did you get to that point? Like, how did you get to the point where you felt it was okay for you to use your pain, you know, to really, to really fulfill your purpose. Because I know for a lot of times, like we struggle with that, just like, is what we go through meaningful enough to tell the world, right? How did you get past mm -hmm. that and really, and really make that your purpose in life? Well, the truth is for me is that I had to actually 
use the pain that I was going through in life to find the purpose in it. Uh, a lot of times I was overwhelmed. I was the person that I'm speaking to. A lot of times I am the person that I'm speaking to, the imperfect person that is being made popular. You know, a lot of times when God places you in front of people, people only see you for your strengths. And I realized that I had a unique opportunity to express my weaknesses to people that never saw it, who had put me on a pedestal due to God giving gifts that God had given me. And I wanted them to humble the vision of the way that they saw me and let them know I'm not no different than you. I have my own path, I have my own pain, and I have my own purpose as well. And we, I can still use my own struggle to get to that. But to answer your question more specifically, in college or in, in school rather, I just struggled. I really struggled, man. I, um, in high school, I dealt with a lot of um, prejudice. Um, I, I, I'm real careful um, about calling people racist but I dealt with some very strong prejudice, borderline racism, you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. for me, with my personality being shunned due to something that was naturally given to me, confused me, it really made me angry and I feel like it really made me rebel in a lot of ways because I felt right. like I wasn't accepted, right? And right. as a person who has learned later on in life that my love language is words of affirmation and quality time, to be taken for word to be using to break me down later on to tell me that I wasn't enough really put me into a space of if you aren't going to accept me for the person that I am naturally I'm going to create and I'm going to build up the person that you don't like and I'm going to enhance it to make sure that you never forget me it was a very toxic type of mentality an angry type of vengeful type of mentality that really ended up in me uh getting expelled about three weeks into my senior year uh, uh into before graduation so for, so for me struggling in school and then going through college and being so embraced for my personality I went all the way to the other end where I put all my energy into the social aspect of school and not into the fundamentals or to the um, scholastic part and so I ended up it ended up taking me nine years to get a four-year degree which is something I think uh, Eric Thomas talks about how long it took him to struggle in college and things like that but it was right. crazy because I was literally I think maybe on my seventh or eighth year when I first heard Eric Thomas and I was just like, wait, you did what? Is somebody else out here who went through the same thing as me and they successful? Right. It's people that's telling the truth about their struggle and people are being blessed by it. Until that point, I was just embarrassed by it. So I just avoided the conversation until I realized that being imperfect can be popular, you know, and that my right. pain can be used for purpose. And the last year, of, of school, I was so overwhelmed. I literally told God, I was like, listen, I'm going to do everything that you asked me to do. I need to graduate this year. I was like, God, I gave him an ultimatum. I, I kept it real. I said, God, if I don't graduate this year, I'm going to do life on my terms. And I don't care what happens after that. And right. I feel like God really told me, like, if I stay faithful and I did what he did, what he asked me to do, I would graduate. And I'm telling you right now, y'all, I'm not trying to sugarcoat this. It was the hardest year of my life, hands down. I had the most challenges, everything was thrown in my way. But at the end of that, man, and that's another story in itself, I, I ended up walking that stage and only by the grace of God, I can't even tell you how many times, even with like up, to th up to the very day of graduation, they were telling me that they made a mistake and that I wasn't supposed to be walking. They ended up fixing something with maybe an hour and a half before we were going to our actual graduation weekend. 
it was I, I I can't make this type of stuff up. That's the reason why I get so passionate about encouraging people because a lot of beauty can come from obedience, not mm -hmm. even from knowing, even more than knowing your path, just being obedient to your purpose. With right. even without all the structure or everything, just walking. And sometimes it takes a little faith and, and obedience, like I said, to just make sure that God can actually show his strength in our weakness. So that's where my pain for purpose kind of stemmed from. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. I think I want to connect to the points that you said. There's a lot of, you said beauty and imperfection. There's a lot of beauty and imperfection too. And I feel like society has made it a point to, you know, reach for perfection or practice makes perfect. No, practice makes progress. That's why people yeah. had to fix that because perfect is unattainable. You can only right. make progress. And so I really resonate with that. And I love that. Always continue to try to progress and be the best that you can be. And imperfections are okay. I think that's one thing that we should normalize too, because I personally believe that the differences about people, the imperfections are people, everybody's meant to be different. I mean, I think right. that they're beautiful. That's just me, but that's something that we need to let the whole world know. And so I hope whoever's listening to this, make sure that you get that in your mind too, because that's definitely something I'm digesting as we're talking about this, but that's beautiful. Reagan, um, you said something. That's amazing. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Um, I do want to ask you, I know you just shared your whole, your high school experience. And that was a beautiful story about how that was your turning point and everything and how you switched that into the pain and imperfection. I love all of that. Um, but that was that your biggest challenge or is there something harder that you had to overcome to get to where you are today? That's, I think that's my toughest challenge in terms of accepting my pain. Um, okay. In terms of accepting my pain, yes, I think that, um, man, you know what? I think it's tied. I'll say it's tied. My college, high school was tough for me, but it just imprinted the struggle that I went through in college. So college was actually tougher mm -hmm. in terms of a longevity aspect, in terms of completion. But mm -hmm. I would say it's tied with the relationship that I was in. That right. I, what'd you say? I was, I was agreeing with you. Okay, okay. I think it's time with a relationship that I was in that I expected um, a young lady I was dating in college to be the, the lady I was supposed to spend the rest of my life with. And I think that us not working out really let me know that I'm not really in control of my life the way I think I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, even in the aspect, which is crazy, um, because um, at the time that we started dating, I wasn't a virgin. She was a virgin. And God put it on my heart that if we and her was going to be together, I needed to wait for her. Like I did, we didn't need to, we didn't need to do that. I felt like she had made an intentional decision to respect herself in a certain way. And I needed to make an intentional decision to respect her in the same way. And that was the first time that I saw not, not the first time, but that was a, a, a pivotal time that I saw God do something I knew that I couldn't do on my own. Right. So, so, so that relationship was always special to me because I think instead of her having to compare herself to other people to see how that she could try to fulfill me the way other people had in the past, I wanted to see how I could fulfill her in her heart and what she needed um, in a way that other people weren't weren't willing to do or committed to doing. And mm -hmm. so I think that played a pivotal part. So when we broke up, I really felt like I was supposed to be with her and I waited. And when I say I waited, I'm not talking about a couple months or a year. I waited for seven years to, to see if, if, if what we had was an opportunity. And I felt like I needed to put myself in a position to be hurt 
if that was going to come out of that because I had always been selfish and, and made sure that I was good first in any relationship that I was in. Um, if we right. broke up, my, my mindset was you make sure you're good, you move on. You date somebody who's either bad or who got something going on. So when they see you, they don't, they think that you're okay, even though you still hurting inside. Right. And so that was the first time when I actually took my time and actually faced it. You know what I'm saying? And actually sat with it. And a lot of my friends told me, it's like, Mike, you, you crazy. Like you, wow. Like you need to move on. And to their credit, they saw something that maybe I didn't at the time, but I don't have any regrets about it because it let me know how badly I can, how much I can obtain something when I really want it and that I'm willing to sacrifice for it. And so now I have complete closure. I don't, I'm not gray about it. And actually her and I are like best friends now. And right. I realized that the space that we're in now is a space that God intended for us to be. We weren't meant to be soulmates in that way, but it's some, it's a soul that I actually can be connected to for the rest of my life. And I love her and her little girl, man. So shout out to them most definitely and where did that like balance come from because I'm a person I'm huge in like self-love self-love first right make sure you're looking out for yourself first like where is that balance between caring for someone else and looking out for other people but at the same time looking out for yourself and making sure you're good nephew let me be real with you man I struggle with that balance I've struggled with it my whole life because I've always been the strong friend, right? Mm -hmm. I've always been the person that other people come to when they need something. So right. for me, I felt I felt overwhelmed or almost depressed at times when I looked around and I didn't have people that I could be vulnerable with. I had a saying that I used to say, and it was, I felt like I'm everybody's best friend and I don't have one. You know what I'm saying? So for me, for me, it was tough because I felt like I was incapable of showing people vulnerability because they only saw me as strong. So when it came time right. to struggle, I was like, I'm either going to mess up their, their visual mentality of me or I'm going to ruin the opportunity for them to come to me, which is the reason why most people came to me was to unload or was for me to give advice or was for me to encourage them. And when I'm overwhelmed, I feel like sometimes you just didn't have it. So that balance, to be honest with you, man, even to this day, I have intentional people around me who literally just tell me that it's okay for me to take time for myself. Right. Even, even up to the point of me sleeping in to 11 o'clock in the morning on my day off. There are people like, Mike, that's a part of your self-care. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? You, you get to fly. I fly 15 to 20 flights a week, you know, and jet lag i don't know uh, have you have y'all both taken a flight before yeah yeah for sure or or a road trip either one like the the way that you feel the way that you sleep after flying <laughs> it's like, different it's different don't it like it's, it's different. different so imagine flying 15 to 20 times a week and then all of a sudden your first year of flying you're trying to stay up late and watch your little netflix or your little hulu shows and then and then you're wondering why you just you, you it's more than groggy you feel sick like your body doesn't function same. and I'm like I've never had issues with my health what's going on and I end up talking to a doctor and they realize like you're sleep deprived and you can't do the same thing with your sleep before because you live you work and live at an altitude above 30,000 feet the oxygen is lower the um the uh the pressurized cabin all of these things affect the health when they say people that work in the airline industry actually average 10 to 15 years less than the average person um, as a lifespan if they work that for their entire life. 
So I have to be very intentional with my health and my self-care now. And so I don't really care what people think is normal for me or not. (laughs) I check in with God and a couple people that have earned the right to tell me about myself. And after that, we kind of make it work for that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm at the point right now, I don't even want the truth if it ain't in love. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like don't even tell don't even tell me the truth about myself if you don't love me because after you tell me the truth about myself, you can't help me change it if you don't care about me. If you don't care about me, I don't trust you to help me change. And that's my that's my thing. What that's my message to the church. Don't go around telling people that they need Jesus if you don't love (laughs) them because you don't reflect the person that you're preaching about. You know what I'm saying? Right. If we're we going to be Christians, if we really going to be real about making sure that people got a chance to, to see the kingdom, and I'm sorry if this is too spiritual for everybody. I'm not, I'm not trying to push my religious beliefs on anybody. I just believe that I'm only who I am because of God, right? Yeah. Right. And I believe that everybody in the world can be who they're supposed to be because of him. Uh, most times we think that we can't be because of us. And I'm like, right. uh, great news. You don't have to help you be the best version of yourself. You just got to give up what it is that you've been holding on to. Right. right. The devil and the, and the devil and God say the same thing initially. And that's that you are not worthy. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's fine. But God goes a little bit further and says, but my son is. So guess what? I'm giving you something that will empower you to make sure that you are able to do the things that you can do on your own. So just use right. me. And one thing I've learned about not having control, y'all, is that it'll it'll either do two things. It'll either give you complete peace or it will overwhelm you. Complete peace is you releasing what you never had control of. It's like, man, it feels good to be on this ride. It's like riding shotgun in a new whip. It's like, man, this is smooth. This is straight. But if you're overwhelmed and your steering wheel come off and the Tesla told you that it can drive itself, but you're trying to put the wheel back on and do all kind of crazy stuff, you'll mess around and wreck your car. Right. Mess around and take a chance of killing yourself just because you wouldn't release that control to something that was more capable than yourself. You know what I'm saying? If we can laugh about it, we can joke, but the truth (laughs) is that that's how our lives look. That's exactly how our lives look. And either we're going to give in to what it is that we already can't control or we're going to try to take control of what we know is uncontrollable and we're going to wreck and continue to crash different aspects. Right. Yeah, I'm, I think I think that's like huge. And that's one thing that like I really had to work on in my life. Okay. Um, when I had my heart murmur situation, because like basketball was my thing. Like that was yeah. literally the love, the love of my life, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> and when I was outside playing basketball and I felt that sharp pain and we went to the doctor and the heart specialist and they said I couldn't play basketball and I had to take a break from it. I was like, I was like, what? Like, like this is literally my dream. God, you know how hard I work for this. You know how many hours I put in this. I would literally get up at like 5.30 in the morning before school workout once I came home from school another workout rest for two hours another workout back up at 5 30 like my dad can tell you I was working so hard at this dream and when I felt like it was taken away from me I was like I don't want this to happen but when I let when I let go of that control and I let God take control I was like God what can I do right like what can I give my energy towards what can I give give like give my my purpose towards and for me that's when I found motivational speaking you know, like just just because I was going through such a hard time in my life, just being able to see like, man, if I'm going through this hard time, yeah. how can I help others going through their hard times? Right. Because I've always been a person like I've never 
before before I started making motivational videos, I would always be that leader in that in that motivational person. But I never like I never started I never made those videos and connected with people. But once I let go of control and was like, what can I do? I really found my purpose with speaking. So like that really resonated with me. Just letting go of, of that control that you think you have and just you know letting God lead you and, and just yeah. letting life or the universe, whatever you believe in, lead you to really finding your true purpose. You know what? Yeah. I'm really proud of you. And I just want to affirm you for a second. I knew that you were great from the moment I saw you. And you, I'd never heard you speak before. It, it never came from the talent that I saw in you. The number one thing that I saw in you is that you were hungry and you wanted to learn. You were humble. Marquise, as, as talented as you are, you are just as humble and you are just as open to receiving a word as you are to giving one. And I heard that the best communicators in life are not speakers, but they're listeners. And you are a person that listens and soaks up game. And from the first time I, I met you, I literally, I literally had a moment, like, I think it was like in between sets and we literally was talking outside. You had some friends around mm -hmm. too. And I remember yeah. I into you and I just remember you talking. I was just like, I don't know who this kid is. I was like, but I'm, I'm not letting him go. Like whoever he is, like me and him, we family now. Like, and it's because I resonate with that heart. I want, I want people to be blessed and to see who they can be so badly that I'm willing to sacrifice in order for them to see it. And I saw right. that you just wanted to be, take whatever advice you could and take whatever information to be the best part of you. And I feel like that's exactly what you're doing in your life. And Reagan, I feel like that's, that's exactly what you all are doing on this podcast. And I just want to let y'all know how much I affirm y'all. I believe in y'all. I support y'all. And I'm here for y'all. This is, this is incredible. I appreciate you. I appreciate Thank that. you so much. We really appreciate you Absolutely. too. Um, I did want to, you know, like rewind like 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I had just been reminded of a song lyric. I was thinking about like, while you were doing your whole shebang, beautiful, amazing. <laughs> but the thing is like, I remember this song lyric from a song and it says, don't make a habit of looking for faults if the motive isn't love. And so I think that originates. I know, right? It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, these guys can write. I appreciate musical creativity Ooh. so much, so yes. much. Same. But the thing is, I feel like that starts to a certain extent with you because you have, you do have control over who you let in and out of your life. And so I Absolutely. think that starts with your environment. And if you see that there's somebody toxic or a toxic event or something that's not helping you and you're reciprocating that help and you guys yeah. aren't mutually helping each other, then that's something that you need to cut off because it's not going to benefit you or them in the future. That's, that's just right. what I wanted to add in that. But I love all the control. I mean, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. Reagan, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you text me that quote too. Make sure that okay. you <laughs> after this is over. That's okay. Fire. You hear me? Okay. That's a I good will. caption. I need I people will. to see that. My right. Goodness. Don't make a habit of looking for faults. It's the motivating love. Oof, um, I love that. But I want to ask you, where do you see yourself five years from now? Or like, what's one of your biggest goals five years from now? One of my biggest goals five years from now is being obedient. My, my path right now is so gray in terms of what can happen. I think God has shown me that I, I be trying to have too much of a grip on my life. And he's just like, Mike, see what happens when you let me have a little more control. Um, if I want to, if I want to be specific, I do feel like financially, um, I will be a millionaire in less than five years. You know, I, um, 
I'm 30, I'm 36 right now. I'll be 37 this year. By the age of 40, I will be a millionaire. Um, but it's not about me stunting to show people that I have money. It's about me creating an opportunity for people that I love who don't have certain resources and things to fulfill their own passions that mm -hmm. I know that God wants them to have an opportunity to do. There are people that mean the world right. to me who, who have been given the world of themselves to everyone else. And I just want to be able to facilitate facilitate through the gifts that God has given me to give them an opportunity to be able to do that. So I will be a millionaire in five years. Um, what, through what scale? I don't know it'll, if it'll be through me speaking in this form. Mm -hmm. So it'll be for me acting. If it'll be for me doing comedy. Yeah, I'm a fool. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Okay? <laughs> okay. don't, don't, don't get it twisted, y'all. I, I love to have a great time. You know what I'm saying? I love to laugh with individuals too. But I'm just open. Um, I'm not, I'm not for sure if Reagan, if you're familiar with Jeremy Anderson or not, but this is where, yeah. where me and Marquise met last year. And Jeremy is my mentor and my big brother. We actually uh, go back about 18 years, about 18 years now. Um, and before he blew up and everything else, me and him connected when I was in college. Um, I actually was in college with his little sister and, and that's how I ended up meeting Jeremy. But we, we connected back in 2009, I believe um on, on a purpose uh connection type of thing and Jeremy right. went so hard and made such a, a pivotal transition he was always somebody that I looked up to and that I went to um to, to to be a mirror to myself and to ask for advice and different things like that and so now I'm actually going to be branching off from the flight industry and jumping into next level living full time so I'm about to be moving out to the A this summer so oh yeah you're gonna see a little bit this more of me summer? Yeah, I think I'm coming out there in the summer. Okay, oh, that's, that's I think a, I'm doing a road trip, so we'll definitely have to all meet up. We definitely will. We might have to do an on-site, uh, on-site part <laughs> two. You know? Oh yeah, yes. part two for sure. And, and how how has that been too? Like um, on the Next Level Living podcast, I watch the clips like all the time, and you be spitting oh. game, and Jeremy be spitting game. Like <laughs> y'all, um, like that's really motivational. So like, how has that been? Man, I appreciate you saying that, man. The Next Level Living podcast is one of the best things that's happened to me um, in the form of it's a therapeutic experience. It's, it's revitalizing information in terms of things that is great for, for, for me as a young adult, um, for, for you all as, well, for me as a, as, a, as a man, for you all as young adults, I think that we are talking about topics that are actually pivotal to our community, to, right. to people's purpose and life and to things that people don't usually open up and be vulnerable about. Um, if you tap into my, our, our episode one, I'm mm -hmm. already breaking down like my struggle, my frustration with school, things that I kind of told you guys about. I'm breaking it down so that people can understand who I am before we even start giving game. I just jump on vulnerable from episode one. And I struggle with it, but I was just like, Mike, if this process is going to work for you, you can't hold on to nothing. Be yourself and be completely transparent. And it's almost been therapeutic even for myself um, and being on the podcast, man. God is really doing some amazing stuff on there, man. Yeah, yeah, I can see. And, it, and it's so cool just seeing that whole relationship between it's it's it's, it's you, um, Mr. Jeremy, and then I forgot the lady. Crystal. 
Yeah, uh-huh. it, it missed Crystal. Yeah. yeah. So just seeing y'all relationship is like so inspiring. Yeah. I even think about me and Reagan's podcast, just like seeing the transparency and like everybody being open, everybody talking about things that sometimes like we can even be like um insecure about. Absolutely. And like just being just being vulnerable and like opening up about that relates to so many people. And I think so that's true. one of the biggest reasons that it, that it motivates me. And I think that's something that I've been working on. Like I was talking to my dad. Um, I was talking to my dad and my uncle the other day and they were just telling me how much, how much, like how motivational I could be if I opened up even more. Right. Like, like I I tell some parts of my story, but there's other parts of my story that I can still tap into and and, and just touch more people just being open. But it's just sometimes that that fear of like, man, will I be judged? You know, what will other people think? Right. But I think once we get past that, we can impact and motivate the world in a way that we can never imagine. So like just being just being open and vulnerable. Yeah, that's been like a huge thing I'm working on. And I think once I really figure it out, I'm going to be able to motivate so much more. You know what? Go ahead. Did you want to say something, Reagan? Go ahead. You you take it. Listen, y'all, I want to to I want to I want to try to explain just how much of a game changer it is once you let go and you open up. I want people to understand you don't even have to overcome the insecurity before you open up. The power in your okay. message is not always in, in deliverance. Um, sometimes it's in acceptance, right? Because deliverance is the consequence of releasing control to a higher source, right? To something more capable than yourself. That's what happens once you do it. But the process of releasing is the beautiful part. That's the part that everybody wants. They want to know, well, how did you, how, what did you do to get to that point to do that? Yeah, I know that you're in shape now. Your body looks amazing, but you had weight issues before. What mindset shift did you have? Because majority of the world is stuck and they don't know how to flip the switch. And admitting the insecurity is a switch flipped. It's not admitting that you have it all together, but it's letting everybody know that I'm no longer willing to let this thing keep me from being what I know is possible. And see, a lot of our testimonies come from proving or proving or proven examples that it's possible. See, I don't believe that. I don't work like that. For me, when I talk about paying for purpose, I'm talking about the fact that you're uncomfortable right now. You've tried it your whole life trying to avoid this pain or not be as uncomfortable as we as we know that it's possible and we're just trying to survive life does that make sense but if we're going to thrive in life if we're going to excel which is what the one percent of people do those people do not care about how they're viewed from other people right can i give y'all a quick illustration real quick of course of course Everybody that's watching right now, hopefully y'all can rock with me. I'm going to try to make this as plain as possible, but I'm very passionate about this point. And I really think that it's going to set somebody free. Excuse me. This is what I want to say to y'all. A person that's in the dark and is desperate to find light does not care how they find the switch, right? If Mm, I'm in a room right now and I find out that there are literal, oh, matter of fact, everybody tell me right now, what's what's your phobia? What's your animal? What's the thing that you're most afraid of? Cockroaches. What'd you say? <laughs> Cockroaches. Cockroaches. Mine is rats. 
Oh, uh, Ray, <laughs> Ray, what's yours? I don't even know. Like, Give I me do something. Have a... What would you be scared of? I'm talking about in the dark. It All it takes is a sound <laughs> to hear it. All it takes <laughs> is a shadow. What is it that drives you crazy? Okay, I would say probably a lion. There we go. Perfect. You ain't even gotta. You ain't even gotta see the whole lion. I don't know about y'all, but I love animals. Have y'all ever heard a lion roar? Yes. Like, yes. like first of all, let me tell y'all a secret. When a lion breathes, it sounds to. It sounds like two times worse than a pit bull or a cane corso growling. I'm talking exactly. about just breathing. That's how naturally <laughs> intimidating it is. Just to sit there, just breathing. Not even a, trying to attack something. Just breathing. It has a natural growl. So imagine you're in a room, right? And all of a sudden, a friend is trying to play a prank on you or somebody's trying to trap you and see if, you're, if they can bring out your fears on you. And they lock you in a room. And, 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 the, and the thing that you're afraid of is tied to a certain part of the room. But, but because they turned out the lights, you don't know that you can actually escape it, right? So, so for you, Ray, you hear this growling and you hear this chain that's coming towards you, but you just fail out of fear of what just happened. And all of a sudden you've never been in this room before. So there's stairs and there's things on the floor and you're stumbling and you need to get to a switch. Now, once you get that light switch on, it doesn't remove the predator, but it does allow you to see where safety is in the, in the situation, right? right. Yes. Marquise, for you, you got the cockroaches. You got all, now the thing about cockroaches is that you know it ain't just one of them. It's a right. It's so, okay. So, you know what I'm saying? And, and the weird thing about them is that, and this is my thing with rats, I'll put them in the same category. I do not like little things that move really fast and I cannot see how they got from A to B. Like, why do I just see a body zipping across the room right there? That's what why I'm saying. I just look to the left and I saw you and now I don't. Why am I looking all of a sudden out the periphery of my eye? I'm asking myself, am I crazy? Did I just see something? Did I not? What was that? I know I ain't stupid. It <laughs> creates a sense of fear while I'm no longer sitting and being where I am, right? So now imagine that and then imagine seeing that and then the lights go off. So now you're fighting your thoughts and you don't even know where the object is that you're fearing of, right? Yes. So now, now that we set the stage, y'all, I want y'all to understand. Now I'm desperate. I got to find this light. Okay, I have to find out where the light is in the room so I can get to the door and get out of there. When I'm looking for this light, do y'all think I care if somebody think that I'm dressed nice? When I'm no. when I'm in this light, do you think I care if I got my hair done or or if or if my beard is shaped up? Do you think I care if I look like I brush my teeth or whether or not I look cool to the people that's around me? Do you think I care about if I have a high pitched voice, if my voice is deep enough, if that girl is going to call me back? If that girl that I've been trying to get her number all this time, do you think I care if she's thinking about me in that moment? Do you right. think I care about the people that told me I won't be successful in my life in that moment? No. The only thing I want to do is escape this reality of the fear that is overwhelming me. And I just want to survive. I just want to live. I just want to thrive. Y'all, we may get on my, I may get on my knees. I may trip and fall. I may fall, I may chip my tooth, I may bust, must over, I may be bleeding. And, and hourly, I may look at myself and be like, man, when the light come on, I may look bad, but it's not a priority. Right now, the only thing that matters is getting to where I'm getting to. So I don't know about y'all if y'all have ever been in a room in the dark before, but sometimes 
you 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 looking around slowly, you're trying to touch things, trying to find something <laughs> to hold on to, right? Yeah. But once I finally touch something, you, you jumping, okay, that's not what I'm scared of. Okay, it's not the lion. All right, cool, I can hold on. It's a wall. All right, so now I got something that can help stabilize me, right? Right. So now what I was once afraid of, I'm using to actually secure myself in the dark. So now I'm reaching out and I'm 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 balancing myself. I got a little hold. And remember, y'all, my eyes are, are squinted shut because I'm trying to focus. Yeah. Right. We're trying to focus. You don't have time to focus on everything in the room. Only got two things I'm focused on right now. That's right. one hand on the wall that's, that's stabilizing me. That's the light that I'm trying to get to. I only yep. got only got room when I'm desperate to focus on two things. That's what's going to help me stand. That's what's going to give me light. If you're not helping me stand or giving me light in my life, I don't have time for you. I do not have time. My oh goal my is gosh. not to make sure that you are impressed by me. I need to see. And my life is unclear as I know it. And the only thing that I have right now is God as my rock and he is helping me to stand. But God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He never promises to show you how he's going to save you. He never mm -hmm. promises to show you how he's going to do it. So I have to close my eyes and I have to lean. I have to lean on this wall that is now my rock. And even though I still know that there's a, a serious fear, which may be the opposition, of, of the enemy, of the devil, if you're spiritual, maybe maybe the opposition of family, if you're literal, maybe work, maybe overcoming uh, scholastic struggles or depression or drugs or or um, envy, um, um, having the different mindset that you're not enough, just feeling like everything around you, looking at social media, the, the uh, images, the highlights of other people's lives that are compared to your lows. That's not even real. We only post normally what we're most proud of. And people right. are comparing what they are most insecure about to the most proud moments of other people's lives. You all, if you focus and your <coughs> number one priority is getting light, then you, you have no, no other option but to squint your eyes and to lean onto something solid and to scramble, do whatever's necessary to get to that light. And what I've learned that in life is that when we are so focused on things around us that don't matter, it's because we are unaware that we're in the dark. We are unaware that mm. our greatest fear is up against us and it's closer than we, than we know. And we're sitting around taking selfies for no reason in a room with a lion. Life is a lion and it is trying to get whatever out of you that it can get. But if you are seriously trying to be your best self, you have to get tunnel vision, eliminate the distractions and do whatever it takes to get there. I promise y'all, there is nobody who's been more embarrassed than a person who is committed to being the best they can be. Nobody. Because when you, when you need to save up money to buy your new home, guess what? You're not buying the latest clothes. You don't have money to spend on different things. When you're yeah. trying to save up for your new car because you're tired of walking, guess what? When your friends call you with the new release J's, you not, can't wear them. You got to wear your Adidas slides into the Ford dealership because mm -hmm. now your priority is driving 65 miles per hour and not looking cool walking too. Does that make sense? So right. what, I'm saying, yes, what I'm saying is that when we change our priorities, you level up differently. 
not because you're better. I never said anything in this whole rant about us being better than anybody else. We're just focused and our priorities are different. And anybody out there who is looking for peace, who is looking for healing, who is looking for salvation, who is looking for an escape and who just wants to win in this thing called life, that has to be more important than the way that you look securing it. That's it. Right. Your, your purpose has to be bigger than your pain. Whatever it is that I'm going through, my purpose means more to me than this pain. So if I'm uncomfortable to you, if I don't look good to you, I understand that might be a priority of yours, but it don't matter to me. What matters to me is obtaining this purpose, is securing that bag, is getting what God got for me. And I'm going to make being imperfect, make falling over, I'm going to make it extraordinary. I'm going yes. to make it popular. I'm going to make it powerful. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. when God is in me, nothing can be against me. And I see the same thing with y'all. When you a genius, you ain't worried about who calling you stupid. When you a hustler, you ain't worried about who calling you broke. Because my vision is different. I, I, see, I see life totally different. We manifest things as, as, as they were. Not as, as they are right now as if they were, we see what it is that God is going to do for us and what it is that we are called to do. And we we speak life in that moment before it even arrives. Before That's I get to that life, I scramble because I know there's a life. And so That's regardless good. of how it looks, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get me to that point. And that's my ultimate belief in painful purpose. Ooh! Oh my God! That was cold. That was cold. That, that's the definition of Mars yes. talks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Mr. Mike, I, I can't lie. That was that was like so so motivated for me, so inspirational for me because you know that's just one of the biggest things that that I'm really working on, and like that just kind of changed my whole mindset on worrying about what other people may think, on worrying about the yeah. judgment of others and the judgment of the world. I'm so like I know my heart, right, yeah. and I know exactly what I want to do in this world, and, and God's given that purpose to me to That's motivate right. and to inspire others. And just hearing what you just said, I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch this podcast myself mm. just to catch that whole moment. Mm. Because it's like once I figure out that the, that that what the world thinks of me and what other people think of me means means nothing compared to what God wants me to do for others. Man, my purpose is, is unmatched and the amount of people I can touch is unmatched. So man, that was that was so motivating for me. Praise God, man. Thank you. Thank you, nephew. I appreciate it. Definitely. That. that was beautiful. I do like what you were touching on, just talking about changing your perspective on certain things. Like you said, once you see that the line is in there, first of all, you don't even see it. The lights are out. Once you hear that the line is in there, your perspective changes from the fact of, oh, I want, I don't want them to see me acting crazy. I don't want them to see me looking like I'm trying to find the lights. I don't <laughs> want them to see me stumbling on the ground. That changes because you no longer care. Your priority right. is different because your focus is different because yeah. your perspective is different. That's Everything's right. different now because yeah. you have different, you have a different perspective. Yeah, and that's yeah. crazy because once society accepts that and once they get that and they like, okay, I got to I got to get my purpose now. It's bigger yeah. than my pain. They'll start reaching for it more because they'll just be right. in that mindset if I don't care what people think. And honestly, I think that's how our generation is rising up more. They're at the point yeah. where like, I don't care no more because okay. I have yeah. a goal that I want to achieve. And I'm going to get there no matter who stands in my way. It doesn't matter what obstacles come by. It doesn't matter what negative opinions people have to say. I have zero care. And to yeah. a certain extent, I mean, 
that's all right. You still want to kind of care. Not what people think. <laughs> but, you know what? Reagan, Reagan, what's that thing that y'all say now? Respectfully. I don't care. Respectfully. 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 Respect intended, but that's none of my business how you feel about me. Exactly. Respectfully. Because you don't want to get disrespectful now. Exactly. But you have Respect. a goal. You have a purpose. And you have a passion that you have to achieve because your perspective is different. So yeah. that just changed me so much. I'm gonna have to re-watch this too. Listen yeah. to it and everything for the next month yeah. or so. And I'm good. <laughs> but that was beautiful. I mean, Praise I don't even God. know how we can follow that. Marquise, you wanna say anything? Honestly, I think we just get, we gotta get to that last question, right? Right. Like we gotta get to the to the to the biggest question of the podcast. Yes. Mr. Mike, what would you what would you tell our young moguls? Like, what is your one key? to being a young mogul. Mm, that's good. I like this. The key to being a young mogul, in my opinion, is trust in the process. But number one, specifically more than that, is obedience. Let me exactly. break this down, y'all. We all want to know how our life works out. Right. But it's not promised that we get to see every step before we go through it. The number one accomplishment that I have in my life is a result of obedience. It's not a, it's not a discernment. I didn't discern my way to this point. I trusted someone who had been through something more than myself, which was my mother. My mother encouraged me not to be married or have kids until I was 30. And when I was a teenager, I thought that was OD. I was like, mom. <laughs> you're wilding. Like, you're wilding, right? Like, you're wilding. Like, mama, I'm gonna give you a strong 24 if God helps me. <laughs> if God helps me, I may be able to make it past 22, mama. People out here, people out here living whole adult lives at 18. Like, mama, I, I may be able to get you into the 20s, okay? Like, I may be able to get that, but I don't, uh, 30, mama, like, you're not even being realistic. But right. y'all, what I'm telling y'all, is that when your priorities are set onto the thing that matters most to you, the fact that, matter of fact, the biggest thing about me not having kids right now, I'm 36 years old. The biggest thing about me not having kids is not that I don't love kids or I don't, I don't, I don't want kids. It's the fact that I've only had to worry about myself after making my mistakes. I need, I need, I need young people to understand that you are not grown because you turned 18 or because you turned 21. Matter of fact, I, I played this game with some of the young people I mentor. And I always ask them, like, I was like, you grown now, huh? Y'all grown? I doubt them up. It's a setup. They be like, yeah, Mr. Mike, I'm grown. I'm grown. I'm just like, eh. I was like, it's lit, huh? They was like, yeah, can't nobody tell me nothing. I was like, that's how I know you're not grown yet. And they like, what you mean? I'm like, when you get grown, you realize it's not as cool as you thought when you was a kid. Being a lot of times, young people think that grown comes with complete freedom. And so they wanna be grown because they don't have to listen to their parents or they don't have to have somebody telling them when they gotta be home or, or not be home. They don't have somebody telling them how to spend their money or how much allowance they can have. I can go work whatever job I want to. I can have all of my money that, no, you can't. Because when you become an adult, now you trade in uh, the restrictions for responsibility. So now once you're grown, guess what? You worked all that other time to, um, you worked all that other time now to take care of this house, 
to take care of this car note, to take care of the food that you got to buy for yourself, to take care of, of, of the person that you're either dating or you want to, or you want to invest in, to, uh, to invest in your purpose. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, investing in your purpose is not cheap. I'm not just talking about experiences. Yo, investing in your purpose costs money. You have to invest. And so you're working now and you're not seeing any of the money for yourself that you was you wasn't looking forward to. When you were young, at least I t- tell my mom all the time, mama, if all I gotta do is be obedient and some chores, ah man, I love to come back and live with you. <laughs> like I love to give me a little allowance again. You know what I'm saying? Like being right. an adult is ghetto, y'all. Like this, this is for the street. Like this, I'm, I'm straight, y'all. Like when you have to be responsible, yes, I have the freedom to not go into work tomorrow if I choose not to. But they also have the freedom to tell me that I no longer get a check. Mm-hmm. I no longer have a consistent way of living my life. So yes, you have the freedom to spend your money how you want. You also have the freedom to be a homeless. You have the freedom for no people not to check on you no more because you already told people that you got it all together. So now when you're sitting there going through it, you don't have somebody to lean on or to just come in and check on you. You don't have a person to ask you where you are. So when you're out there cold and you hungry, you don't have a mother or father out there calling you, asking you, have you eaten yet? Get home so Mm -hmm. you can get this food. That's not, that that comes from responsibility now. That's all on you. So yeah, all this freedom that you wanted, you realize comes at the end of of, 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 of the results of responsibility. So yeah. what I would say going back to my point is that in order to be a young mogul in this life, you need to trust in the obedience of the circle you choose. I don't, mm. I don't dare wanna tell my young people to go out there and just listen to every adult who tells you that they got advice for you. Remember what I said, remember them lyrics, Reagan. If, okay. it's, not in love, if it's not in love, y'all, we don't want it. That's my message to y'all as young people, because the thing about y'all that I admire so much is that y'all are so, y'all are so desperate to find what's real in the world that nobody's going to keep y'all from finding it. But for me, I want you all to find whatever you find in love. And I want whoever that you have around you that's impacting you for you to be so secure in the fact that you know that they love you, that you are willing to trust them above yourself. Does that make sense? Yes, because the experience that somebody else has gone through, there are people that are wise, y'all, that are not invested in y'all. And they will tell y'all something that may have helped them, but they don't have the same priorities or the same purpose that y'all got. And right. so the reason why you have somebody who loves you is because you want somebody who's not just worried about y'all getting a bag, but they want to make sure that your heart is good. They want to make sure that your self-care is good. They want to make sure that your is good. They want to make sure that you made sure that you slept till 11 o'clock when you didn't have that much more energy to give and somebody told you they needed y'all to be um, on a call to inspire somebody else. No, you're worth your sleep. You're worth that time. See, saving people is not our job. That's what God does. Right. We just tell them it's possible. Don't get it twisted. We let people know that there's an outlet available, but we are not the source. Don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? Like, I may be the plug, but I am not the outlet. I do not create the electricity. But when I connect, something something amazing happens. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So so if y'all going to be young moguls, if y'all are really going to impact the world, I want you guys to be obedient, number one, to what it is that God's placed inside of you. And number two, I want you to be intentional about creating a circle of love and people that are attained to, to the purpose and the, and the track that you're on. And sometimes that may mean handpicking people 
in removing people that you thought were supposed to be with you the whole time. Right. Do y'all realize that there are people that you absolutely love? I mean, people that you absolutely would die for, that you can't live for? Right. I'm talking about people that you would give your life for, that you can't invest another second living for them. It doesn't right. mean that you're taking away love. It just means that who you're living for now has to be you and what it is that you're called to do. And right. there are people that I'm telling you that are going to be so hurt by this that it's going to break your heart because you never want a person like that to see you as somebody who doesn't love them. But mm -hmm. what happens is that you can be responsible for the way somebody misconstrues the way that you love yourself. Right. You are setting a standard. You are setting a culture for yourself. And you are setting a standard for the people that are coming around you. And with the standard that you're setting is, is that you have to at least love me the way I love me. And that's right. why it's so important for you to self, self love and self care of yourself because you're creating a standard that whoever gets to be around you has to love themselves and love you the same way that you love yourself and, right. or, or y'all can't coexist. Right. Because the path that you're going on is so frigid. It's so much pain. It's so much discomfort. It's so much resistance that it's starting to become a point of, of daily contention. That's kind of been the thing that you start to look forward to. Mm -hmm. uh, nephew, when you was talking about your workouts, I didn't yeah. hear you talk. I didn't hear you. You mentioned three or four workouts in a day. Yeah. You never complained about it once. The only thing yeah. that you mentioned to me was how much you love basketball. Yep. You never complained once about the pain of being the best to get to it. You just knew that that's what was needed to get there. Right. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all purpose is so strong. Y'all passions is so clear to me that the pain that you all are having to experience to do this is so worth it. It's so worth it. I need y'all to embrace it. Embrace the discomfort of the, of the, uh, of the path that you all are on. You yes, all sir. have something incredible for you. And I promise as soon as you embrace this pain that you can't avoid, you'll realize that there's some strength that comes as a result of this. I got yeah. new muscles now that I've embraced this pain. Yeah. Looking forward to a workout and somebody working you out three or four months after eating terribly all the time feels yeah. totally different. Right. You know what I'm saying? There are some people that when you work out, you realize <clears throat> there's peace that comes from your day. Yeah, you still may not be a morning person, but you prioritize the purpose that comes from getting up. So right. my thing is that if you're going to be a young mogul, prioritize that purpose. Be obedient and find love and create your circle with intention so that you can be the best that God has called you to be. And I want to tell y'all a quote that's on the back of my shirt. I can't see it, but mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you a quote. And I'm going to leave y'all with this. And that's that painful purpose. Y'all, it hurts to stop. That's the pain of regret. It hurts to keep going. That's the pain of pushing through. I'm just here to tell you to choose your pain wisely. Hurts either way. Mm -mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got chills. <laughs> God, I just got chills. Chills. Yes. Oh my God goodness. Bless man, mm -mm. man that, it, it's no better way to end it, y'all. And I hope that everybody that watched this episode, like, I, I really hope that this gets to whoever it needs to get to. And I hope it touches your heart in the way it needs to. To really help you in your life and um and mr mike just to like end it off like where can everybody find you because they need more of this on the okay. day yes i appreciate i appreciate y'all um um you can find me on moss talks on everything um instagram TikTok. um i'm the real mike moss on twitter um moss talks on instagram moss talks on TikTok, and the real mike moss on twitter um 
is, is where y'all can find me. Um, and the Next Level Living Podcast is called Next, uh, the Next Level Living Podcast. And that's on all streaming platforms uh, with myself, Jeremy Anderson, and Crystal Hartsfield. Y'all check us out, man. And I'll, I'll be excited to tap in with y'all. And I want to get something on the recording before we cut this off. Okay. This has been okay. so so much of a blessing to me that I want to invite y'all back back on on my channel, and I want to have an interview with y'all as well. And we got to run Let's this go. back for my community as well, so they can see how much I'm inspired and how proud I am of y'all, you guys as well. So we can get dates later on, but I just need a commitment that we're gonna link back up and talk. We're gonna do it. We're gonna yes. do it. We good? Yes, Definitely. sir. Let's do perfect, it. Yeah. Perfect. I'm excited, man. Yeah, me too. And y'all, we're gonna have all of um Mr. Mike's links in the description so y'all can make sure to follow him on ig tiktok um twitter we're gonna have all of those links and we're gonna have the link to the next level living podcast so y'all can make sure to tune into that y'all y'all heard it today just how inspirational mr mike is so if y'all ain't tapped in i don't know what to tell you you know what i'm saying like <laughs> you guys you gotta get tapped in but right. for everybody who watched thank y'all so much for tuning in once again we're gonna see y'all next sunday man young moguls we out bye <laughs> All right, perfect. I'd edit out. Oh, man, y'all amazing.